0: Welcome in. How we living? Hope you're feeling right and living well on this Wednesday. So happy to have you along for the ride for the next three hours here on 104.5 The Zone. The show today is jam packed. It is absolutely loaded. It is stuffed to the gills with so many things that we have to get to. Titans rookie wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick been under the gun a little bit here lately. He will join us coming up next, and we will discuss his situation with roster cuts getting closer and closer. We will also do the dumbest thing in sports this week. That's in the 11 o'clock hour, and we'll Compton at 1220. From the bus, he's very excited. They figured out a Zoom link, because I guess he did Dave Portnoy's podcast yesterday, given that his boss at Barstool Sports forgot that Barstool Sports has a athlete, active athlete-driven podcast. They were interviewing Greg Olson about it on Dave Portnoy's show the clip you know went around and eventually made its way back to Will and they started a feud with their own employer because Dave Portnoy the president of Barstool Sports forgot that he had an active athlete podcast under the bar uh, bra, excuse me bar, barstool sports easy for me to say moody that's not fair
1: moody moody
0: Really, that's the one time you have audio ready. That's how. (laughs) That's the one time you're adept at this. A betrayal. Good morning, Lucas. How are we? Unbelievable. I'm great. Yeah. Good morning,
2: guys. Brought in burritos and coffee this morning. Beautiful
0: day. Okay. Feeling good. How many burritos on average? And we're going to talk about Julio Jones. We've got. I want to. I want to laugh at what happened to the Braves last night because, oh my God, how crushing for Braves fans, especially against the Yankees, and something that happened on the Bally Sports broadcast that was laugh-out-loud funny with a hot mic situation. So there's a lot of stuff to get to in sports. But how many How many breakfast burritos on average? Because it's Ramon, it's Jason, it's Schaefer, and it's you probably about 8 o'clock. They're the only people in this studio. And Rhett Bryan. And Rhett Bryan. Okay, so what, what, what are we at, five? We're five people. Yes. How many breakfast burritos are brought in?
2: Uh I have no idea. When I got here there were two remaining. Okay. So I grabbed one and I think Rhett grabbed the last one. But you gotta get here before nine thirty to get one.
0: No, I know. I'm gonna pay a fine to Home Street Home. I got here after nine thirty again today. There's I, I owe them like forty-five dollars at this point. I'm just gonna pay a lump sum at the end of the show. Uh and if you wanna fine me for anything, those fines, a fine of a dollar uh for crutch phrases that I use for mistakes that I make on air. This is how we keep me accountable. Every time you find me as an audience, I pay a dollar to Home Street Home, which is a a great and noble cause and also helps me to be better at my job given that oftentimes, you know, I have a (laughs) Moses Moody situation. I had to think about it for a second. If you want to get involved with the show, 615-737-1045. 615-737-1045. Julio Jones back at practice today. A.J. Brown, two in a row. Very exciting if you're somebody who was very, or was at all shook up by Adam Schefter's report earlier this week about him having dealt with a knee injury over the past couple of weeks while he sat on the shelf, for the most part, we'll talk about that. You'll hear from Ryan Tannehill and Todd Downing, who spoke to us yesterday at the podium. But I ask about the number of breakfast burritos brought in because there's never any burritos by the time that I get here, and that's okay. I don't need to be eating burritos anyway. But what there always is, and thank you to our friends at Ethan Roast who provide breakfast from time to time, there's always a box full of pastries when I walk in here at 10 o'clock. Now I am actively fighting the eating of pastries, but that's all that's ever left here, and we do the show at a weird time, so I get hungry at like 11 o'clock, and all that's sitting in front of me is a box full of donuts and brownies and muffins and, and, and like flaky, delightful croissants and things like that. Like how am I supposed to make any progress here? I'm 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 downloading apps on my phone that are teaching me about like mental mental tactics I can do to stop myself from eating pastries. I'm I'm prepared. I, I had I went I did about 3 miles this morning. I felt great. I walk in here there's a box full of donuts.
2: Well, what's one of the mental exercises?
0: Well, mostly that you don't need that if you're going to snack, don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Pretty simple. Forty-four bucks a month for that. <laughs> Don't do it. Hey, stupid. Put, put the uh put put the uh the chips ahoy down. Forty-four bucks a month for that. 615-737-1045. We're gonna talk speaking of speaking of uh, disposable income. Uh, the Josh Black yesterday, always a hit when he comes in studio. And we had a conversation about the brokest you've ever been or the brokest thing that you've ever done before, you know, you came into money before you found yourself as a professional, or maybe you're still in this space and you want to laugh at something that you've done to kind of skirt the rules. For example, me not having a YMCA membership and going to the downtown Y to get free coffee in the morning because I was cheap and I didn't want to spend any money right when I moved down here. 615-737-1045. But let's start with the topic of the day. There is, uh, there is progress at this point. With Julio Jones, there is a noted ramp up in the attendees at practice right now for the Titans. You have seen Nate Davis and Ben Jones, two offensive linemen, starters for this team that have been not doing a ton of work, return to the practice field. Now Ben Jones is out there running around in a yellow penny that doesn't fit him, which makes me laugh, because he looks like he's about to pop out of it. He looks like a sausage. It's not Ben Jones' fault. It's just the yellow pennies are not made for people Ben Jones' size. But he's out there, and it makes all the difference in the world to have your starting center back. In fact, I asked Todd Downing about that yesterday. Um, It also is notable that Derrick Henry is starting to go through his first full practices of training camp or of the preseason so far in the last two days. That's a big deal. Now, they're obviously not – well, maybe you don't know this, but they're not practicing today – So they have the day off before they kind of ramp things back up to Chicago. But the point being is that the offense for all the parts that have been missing is starting to ramp things up across the board. All Julio Jones did yesterday was go through a jog through 11 on 11. But you know what? That's more than he's done in three weeks. That kind of stuff matters. And basically, what Todd Downing was asked about yesterday, he gave an interesting response about laying the foundation right now for his side of the football. This was the Titans offensive coordinator at the podium with us on Tuesday.
2: Yeah, we, we're just focusing on you know trying to improve the details each day and really still in the, the uh, system foundation laying mode, if you will. Uh and, and I'll, you know, talk with Coach Frabel, he'll let me know what he wants to do approaching this game and you know, we'll kind of make those adjustments accordingly. But right now we're just focused on getting better each day at at the things that we need to improve to become a consistent and efficient offense.
0: So, you know, that's an answer that you would expect three weeks ago, right? A month ago. Camp started, I believe camp opened on July the twenty seventh. So we're almost a full month to the day since the Titans returned back to St. Thomas Sports Park. And we're talking about foundation-laying mode for the offense. Now, if it was not an offense that's jam-packed full of of veteran starters, you would probably be concerned by that, given that you're not first-time offensive coordinator, but first-year offensive coordinator with this team is just now starting to speak about being in foundation-laying mode. Now, that's basically what this entire month is. That's basically what training camp is you're in constant you're you're in constant evolution of laying down the foundation of your offense, taking principles from a season ago and seeing how you can evolve them further or further sharpen your ability to execute those plays and then adding in things throughout the course of your off- offensive installation.
2: So that'd be the case if Arthur Smith was still here.
0: I I mean, maybe he's not saying stuff like that, because I think this is much Todd Todd Downing laying the foundation for himself and for his players working with him than it would be, say, Arthur Smith a year ago. Now, and and any coach will tell you this, at least publicly in the media, that no year trans – It's it's not about last year, right? You don't focus on what you did last year. It's just about how can you use the things that you have at your disposal to try and set or meet the expectations that you yourselves have set within the building, right? That's, that's basically our cliche translator. We should start doing that more often with some of these clips that we play because I know a lot of people just take that as coach speak, but you have to legitimately pick apart the coach speak to understand what these people are trying to tell you publicly, even if sometimes they're trying to actively avoid telling you anything publicly, which is sometimes the case. 615-737-1045. So for, for those who would be bothered those would, who would be, who would take issue with the idea that still the entirety of the offense has not practiced en masse together, I would say to you that yesterday was a step in the right direction because it's the first time, even in jog-through form, that they've done so. Where you're looking at the offensive line, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown on the outside. And Ferkser is the tight end or Stocker is the tight end or whatever the hell the unofficial depth chart says uh, just, just piss me off to no end. I know they put out another one ahead of the bears preseason game. I refuse to even acknowledge It's existence. Swain the starter in the media. got Well, listen, he's off the bike. At least that makes sense. Now he's out there catching practice, uh, pa- passes at practice. It's been, but he was named the starter on the unofficial depth chart after he was leading the, leading the chart. The only, th- the only chart he was leading for three weeks was, was the one on the peloton you know like the top 10 who you're racing against on the peloton that's been jeff Swayne for three weeks now so at least now if they put him there as the starter it makes sense because he's actually physically going through a football practice
2: i'd love if they actually used a peloton in those, those <laughs> come on jeff keep going jeff you hear it reverberating through st thomas sports park
0: work it you hear somebody singing like uh, like dua lipa in the background while all these giant rage monsters are huddled over on their bikes That's that's what goes on at Titans practice. You're a king, Jeff. You're a king. (laughs) Oh, unbelievable. 615-737-1045. When we come back, Titans wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick will join us, and we will talk to him about, you know, how he started to stack days together. It was a good day for Des Fitzpatrick on the practice field on Tuesday. We'll catch up with the Titans rookie coming up next. I'm Buck Rising, and this is 104.5 The Zone.
1: Woodside with a play fake, fires downfield, man is there, Fitzpatrick, touchdown, Titan! Is that the play that gets Dez Fitzpatrick's pilot light lit?
0: That was Mike Keith on the call of Des Fitzpatrick's 23-yard touchdown catch from Logan Woodside in that preseason victory for the Tennessee Titans on Saturday. Des joins us now, fresh off the practice field. My man, how we living?
1: i'm living well i'm living well just you know continuing to grind and continue to stack these days up and trying to get better
0: no question so that's been uh, a big part of the storyline for you so far it seems what's what i guess it's been some time since we talked to you what's been the biggest part of the acclimation process for you
1: you know just trying to you know get comfortable to you know uh how everything goes around, you know, in the NFL and goes around in this program here, you know, obviously with the Titans and you know, just getting my feet wet and, you know, just trying to find the ends and now just trying to, you know, uh hang on to some vets and, you know, ask them what they did to, you know, give over get over the hump and, you know, just staying in extra uh late and coming in early. Kind of so- the biggest thing.
0: So we, uh, we had Chester Rogers on the show. I don't know. It was probably about a couple of weeks ago at this point, but he was saying, you know, he's, he's one of these guys that you've been talking to or has tried to kind of talk to you about working through, you know, what it's like to be in your first camp. Obviously, it's, there's a million things going on. What's, what's been the relationship kind of with guys like Chester in the room? Cause I know you guys have a, a pretty varied group there between rookies and vets. Yes,
1: yeah, definitely. You know, Chet. You know, we we definitely talked a couple times. You know, he asked me how I was doing, where my mental was at, and, I, you know, I was talking to him. He was just giving me pointers from when he was a rookie and, you know, things to do, things what not to do. And, you know, uh, just always, you know, go hard and uh, know what you're doing. That's the main thing and it's those two things, you know, with the effort and the finish and, you know, like your technique and your fundamentals. So knowing what to do and uh, going
0: 1,000% while you're doing it. Des Fitzpatrick, Titans wide receiver, here with us on 104.5 The Zone. So I guess just if I could, if I could ask you to be a little more specific, Des, what are, what are some of those things that he's telling you? You know, these are this is how you go about your business, or this is what not to do in this particular situation.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I already kind of hit on it a little bit, but you know, just showing up extra early, uh, leaving extra late, being one of the guys, you know, who asks questions in the meeting room. If you don't get it, don't wait. You know, until you know after the meeting because. Now that just gives, you know, the team and your peers around you know that you're trying to learn, you're ego to learn and you know, just the main thing is is gaining the trust of the players along with the coaches.
0: with with that process, there's a there's a lot of different dudes out there in your guys' group. It's at least covering this team for five, six years now, it's probably the best wide receiver group we've seen. As a part of the Titans, how how has that been? Because you you obviously need to get those opportunities on the field to be able to earn that trust. And it seems with so many mouths to feed that that's been kind of something that everybody's had to work through right now.
1: Yes, definitely. Obviously, it's a uh, very competitive group. But uh, you know, when when it's a competitive group and uh, everybody you know is getting along and doing everything, that's how you got to compete. Uh you know, we all got to fight to earn more reps. We all got to you know fight to. You know, gain the trust of the coaches, and you know, a, a, along with each other. So, you know, we just got to continue to fight, continue to grind, and uh, I feel like I've been doing that lately.
0: For sure. I mean, it's definitely more noticeable on the field, just from our standpoint, watching practice every day. I know we're obviously not in the meeting rooms with y'all, but from from what we see on the practice field, and of course you know, making plays and getting more snaps earlier in that preseason game. So walk us through the touchdown, because Mike, Mike Vrabel, when we talked to him after uh, your guys' went over Tampa, he said you sold the route really well and made a play. Kind of walk us through it.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, definitely just uh, it was the right defense with the right look. You know, we, we practiced that play a couple times, and, uh, you know, just making sure that the technique and the fundamentals on that specific play for that specific coverage and defense it had to be perfect and you know i i, I kind of saw the safety come down into the box so you know i knew that you know i have to you know run my route run my route off of him and you know just sell it really hard and then explode out of the the break and don't look back until you know a few steps uh up the field and i think i did that pretty well i think i went in there with some intentions to sell it and You know, I didn't look back until, you know, the ball was in the air, so that was probably one of the main things.
0: How many messages on your phone from people after the game?
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely a lot. You know, just for my family and my friends and everybody just excited. But, you know, I kind of calmed all of them down. Like, you know, I got to continue to work. I got to continue to, you know, just please everybody and, you know, go hard for myself and go hard for my players around me and, you know, position coaches. So, you know, I just tried to, you know. It was it was
0: cool, but definitely got a long time still. So, well, man, listen, you you already sound like a vet with that kind of stuff cause that's got I mean, I just imagine at, at least from my standpoint, as I obviously have no idea what it's like to play in the kind of games that you've played in, given that you've achieved these kind of levels as a as a pro and through college. But like that has to be a really difficult thing to kind of compartmentalize and and not you know you want to celebrate your achievements obviously, but not get too far ahead of yourself. I just, I think that's got to be difficult for most people to understand.
1: No, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, my dad always told me like, you can't be too low with your lows and you can't be too high with your highs. So, you know, obviously when you're not doing too well, you can't get too down on yourself or when you are doing well, vice versa, you can't be, you know, uh, you know, big headed or, you know, airhead and think everything, you know, that you're doing now is, Go, you know. So you just got to be level-headed,
0: and that's kind of how I take the approach every day. Des Fitzpatrick here with us on 104.5 The Zone. So with this final preseason game coming up, actually, we'll talk about that in a second. If you got, if you got a little time, I, I want to ask you about your dad because I know that he's been a really instrumental part of of your growth and development, playing the position. Obviously, him coaching the position. How how big a help has he been through all of this?
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, you know, ever since really I got into college, he kind of took took the foot off the gas with coaching me. Where now he's just more, you know, being a a dad and being there mentally for me. And you know, I'll show him a play if I do want, you know, extra advice or extra, you know, uh, how would I do this better? He'll definitely give it to me. But you know, he, at the end of the day, right now he just enjoys just being a dad and being a fan out there. And you know, he he loves sending me, you know. The articles and the pictures and all that kind of stuff. I think he's enjoying that type process now. It's not not too much coaching me anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's really cool. So this final preseason game coming up, Chicago Bears. Uh, you've you've made some progress, as you said, stacking days together in practice and then performing the way that you did in the game. What what are you looking personally to to accomplish outside of you know the obvious goal of trying to get a team win?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, just my 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 main focus. Honestly, it's just continuing. know, uh, the next few days of practice, just going hard, still doing all my assignments correct, and have no MAs, no mental errors, no missed assignments. Uh, you know, just continue to do all that, and then I feel like everything else will take care of itself. But uh, you know, the main objective is to win, get a team win out there. But. I, Personally, you know, for the game coming up, I just want, you know, I just want to play hard, and everything else to take care of itself.
0: Now, I know, I listen. You've you've been very steadfast and and no, not getting too high, not getting too low. But I mean, it's got to be exciting to be able to play in front of the home crowd for the first time in in earnest outside of the stadium practice that you guys had.
1: Oh yes, one thousand percent. I know it was a pretty good showing for uh, the Tampa Bay game, and I was talking to that with some vets, and they were like, yeah, like just wait till we go home next week and I'm like oh I'm kind of I, I, I start getting excited then so that's <laughs> I'm definitely excited yep. to come in front of you know Nashville fans and you know just the Titans whole like game day you know atmosphere that's, that's definitely one thing I'm excited about
0: no doubt it's I mean even even for us uh for us media vultures it's it's different for us not having like full capacity crowds over the last couple of months and and that's really kind of taken away from it obviously you played through it last year but kind of change the environment of these football games. So it ought to be a pretty exciting scene for the first time that these fans have gotten to get out there since basically the twenty nineteen season. So I guess I guess with with the, the crowd at your position right now, Des what what are you what's been your kind of sense of how the coaches have seen you improve and how John Robinson and his staff have kind of seen you improve and, and how comfortable are you with your spot on this uh, currently on this roster?
1: yeah you know i i I still continue you know like I said earlier I'm really level headed so I don't get too high or too low but if I continue to stack the days that you know the last few days over the last week that I'm doing now you know I'll, I'll definitely uh come out of you know the last game feeling comfortable feeling you know proud of myself but uh at the end of the day uh I just got to keep Grinding, keep working hard, and uh, that's just kind of what football is. You just got to keep your nose down and keep grinding through, and really everything that comes, you know, thrown at you, a little adversity, and beginning of camp and everything. You know, being a rookie and trying to figure out the ins and outs. But you know, I feel like each day coming forward, I I have a better understanding and know how everything works.
0: Wide receiver Ted Fitzpatrick kind enough to give us some of his time off the practice field. Des, it's uh, it's good to be able to chat, man, and uh, continue to stay healthy and uh, continued success, and we'll be uh, we'll be watching.
1: Yes, sir. I appreciate you for having me on.
0: No doubt. All right, Des, you're clear, Thanks. man. Thanks again. Titans wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick here with us on 104.5 the zone. So you know, I there's a lot there, right? And he's doing he's doing the thing that rookies do, and and a lot of vets do, which is. Uh, you take the coaching not just on the field from your coaches, but from the PR staff as well, where you, where they're basically saying, hey, you know, not too high, not too low. <laughs> it's nothing, nothing's too good, nothing's too bad. This is kind of the place that they exist. So, but, I mean, to his point, like, what I was asking him there is basically, hey, you, it, the numbers are pretty, pretty stacked against you, even as a fourth-round pick, because we're getting closer and closer to roster cut-down day on August the 31st. And the numbers, we've talked about this at great length. He, specifically Fitzpatrick, has made significant strides since that first preseason game, which seems like uh, 100 years ago, even though it was just like 10 days ago. He has made it more complicated when you're trying to figure out, okay, who's going to make it and who's not. You know what the situation looks like with the top two. You probably know the top three, and by top three, I mean Marcus Johnson. Josh Reynolds, I I wouldn't have called him a straight-up lock, but I think he has a better chance than most of making this roster despite all the injuries that he seems to be working through. If you have any thoughts on this, 615-737-1045. 615-737-1045 is how you jump in on the conversation. But he had a good day at practice again. He's starting to do this thing that they're basically asking of the rookies, which is, hey, just show us some consistency. Start to stack days and make progress that way, and confidence. I mean, you heard Charles Davis on the broadcast, for those of you who watched it on WKRN locally, or, or I think it, they also stream it in the Titans app. Charles Davis, when Des Fitzpatrick caught that 23-yard touchdown, he said nobody on this team, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said nobody on this team needed that more than Des Fitzpatrick did. Now, Ryan Tannehill spoke at the podium about him yesterday and was, was complimentary in that regard. I'll explain why that... I won't say surprised me, but why it's good to hear that here in just a second. First, this is Ryan Tannehill.
3: I think he's making strides, just like all our guys are. They're out here working, and um, you know it's good to see him make a play in the game um, there for the touchdown. I think uh, I think you just got to stick with it. Sometimes when you're young and things aren't going your way early, you just got to stick with it, keep plugging away, and and uh, I think he's done that. He, he showed up a couple times here lately. You know, made a big play today uh, in practice, so it was good to see.
0: So that is, it's not just good to see if you're the quarterback. It's good to hear if you're anybody who cares about the success of this football team. Because what we observed so far in practice, now again, I state this, that we can't report on player-to-player interactions. But there was a noted frustration with a lack of consistency in things like two-minute drill. Okay? You can assign whichever whichever uh, interactions you want to that. But that's all that I'm going to be able to tell you based on what's happening in practice. There was a noted frustration with lack of consistency in the two-minute drill, and so for Ryan Tannehill to speak on that and to speak on that improvement, maybe you can look at it and say, "Of course, what is he going to say? Is he going to get up on the podium and just rip the rookie wide receiver? Of course, he's not going to do that. That would devastate him. Even even Tom Brady, who know who famously hates rookie wide receivers and how long it takes." to develop a relationship with him, isn't going to get up there and just bury a rookie because he knows what that will do and what lasting impact that will have on a on a guy's confidence. Confidence in the mental element of this being so critical to the success. But this is something where it pays to have Ryan Tannehill, again, to be cliche, be a coach on the field. You heard Logan Woodside speak on this Saturday night. And if you didn't, Logan Woodside was saying, yeah, Coach Tannehill basically on the sidelines and at halftime was kind of talking me through things, helping me settle in. That applies to the wide receivers as well, because the, the most notable difference between Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill, when you talk to the wide receivers, is how specific Tannehill is with what he requires of them. So when Tannehill was asked yesterday about being, you know, quote unquote coach, it not only applies to his backups but to the guys that he's throwing the football to
3: yeah i love i love watching our guys compete and i love competing myself Uh, if i'm not given the opportunity to go out there and play then you know i love the game i love uh you know the chess match the back and forth and um just competing so i try to help out as much as i can you know just helping the the other qbs as they uh as they were out there battling competing and making plays you know what the plan is for saturday will they tell you friday will they tell you saturday morning when do you expect you'll you know. Uh, they haven't told me anything yet, so I I don't know when it's going to happen.
0: I I love Beauclair trying to trying to get it out of him. Just just tell us damn it if you're going to play. Just tell us. So we can put all this to bed for the rest of the week. This is the only time we're going to talk to you. So of course he's not going to know or if, I mean it's not like he's going to just outright lie to us because I'm Vrabel has been very steadfast and yeah, you know, we don't tell these guys who's starting or who's sitting until basically we have to because we don't want them to lose their edge. By the way, he gave a tremendous quote yesterday. I think we have it about not having Vrabel <laughs> and what what he said. Listen listen closely to what Ryan Tannehill had to say about not having their head coach. Of course, Mike Vrabel who spoke to us yesterday as well said he has not yet had as of yesterday a negative COVID test, so he remains in the protocol. But here's his quarterback talking about the lack of head coach.
3: Uh, it's different, you know, it's different. You know, the guy that's uh the voice of of the team meetings, voice of the team, you know, kind of setting the tone. Uh, but he's on Zoom. He, he's setting his, the tone from Zoom. You know, we had a, uh, a normal team meeting. He just was was piping in his voice over Zoom. So, uh, a little different, but you know, we're plugging away. You know, trying to take advantage of every day.
0: Setting the tone from Zoom. How? <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's pretty good. Are you
2: kidding me? Uh, Jim Wyatt on 3HL yesterday was saying, like, I don't know. I, I think I saw a construction worker up on a roof somewhere that I hadn't wearing a hat I hadn't right? seen before. There's no evidence that it wasn't
0: Mike Frabel. Yeah, it's like Kanye hovering in the rafters in Atlanta. <laughs> Put it on the poll, Lucas. At Buck Rising is where you can vote on the polls. Can you set the tone from Zoom, yes or no? I, I just find that. I mean, if anybody, if anybody – his, if you could believe that about anybody, it would be Mike Vrabel because I saw Will Compton, who will, of course, join us live from the bus. He's very excited about it at 1220. I saw him making jokes once he found out that Vrabel wasn't dealing with, like, legitimate symptoms and that it was okay to joke about Mike Vrabel getting COVID. Um, you saw Will Compton saying COVID-19 has contracted a bad case of Mike Vrabel. That's it's like Chuck Norris jokes all over the place, except it's the Titans head coach. 6157371045 is how you get involved. Uh we put this out yesterday and we had this conversation with our buddy comedian Josh Black. What's the brokeest thing you've ever done? <laughs> what is something that you can laugh about now now that you have found your way out of poverty? Because what did Josh say he fears poverty more than anything having come from poverty initially? I can uh, I can respect that having never been, you know, straight up dealing with abject poverty myself, but certainly we all struggle. When we come out of school or enter the real world for the first time, I don't want to i want to read some of these responses. We will also have the dumbest thing in sports in the eleven o'clock hour. So if you want to load them up, 615-737-1045, you can do that now. I'm Buck Rising. This is one oh four five the zone. Brokest thing you've ever done. It's what we were talking about, Josh, or talking about with our buddy Josh Black yesterday. The responses have been tremendous. We're gonna get it back to sports. In just a second, because the dumbest thing in sports is coming up next, if you want to weigh in. 615-737-1045. 615-737-1045. At Buck Rising is where you can vote on the polls or weigh in for the open-ended ones. I still think people, I think I think yesterday we threw people for a loop with the Matt Nagy poll. I think people are still mind bleeped over that. I felt I felt good about that after we left today. Made, or left yesterday. It made me very happy even though people thought I had, like, a stroke. And, really, it's you having a stroke because you're the one typing out the uh, you being Lucas, of course, who is yes uh, hiding away from the microphone. He just rolls grenades out, and then he duck- ducks back into the silence. But, uh, yeah, so what are the responses so far? Because they have been very, very funny. The clip itself from Josh Black yesterday, which he posted all over his social media handles, which is lovely because he's got a bunch of Instagram followers, and I'll take those. But... <laughs> What are people saying at Buck Rising on Twitter?
2: Got Lebowski in here saying, I know exactly how far a small bag of loose change could get me in the grocery. Ramen, 25 cents a piece. That and a cheap package of hot dogs could feed me for a week or more for about 5 to $7. What? A week or more? Yeah, I don't know about that, Lebowski.
0: What the hell? He said
2: this was in college? He didn't, he didn't specify at what point in this okay. he might still be doing. So this could best. be today. <laughs> yeah. This, this could, could be this week. This could
0: be Lebowski, like scraping pennies that are stuck to the asphalt off the ground and, and going and, uh, you know, living for a week off five to $7. That's, that's outrageous to me. There's no way. I mean, he's older than us. Uh, so not to age him, but like, this is like, seems like a back in my day type situation. You, you barely get a candy, but I can't get a cup of coffee for five bucks. It's like five, nine, uh, five 99. Obscene.
2: Brandon Haggerty, a former producer here at the Zone, said, "I once overdrafted on a corn dog and a root 44 drink from Sonic.
0: Over... Oh no, man. That's <laughs> that'll tough. be two sixty three. Oh. oh, sorry, sir. Your card got declined. No, <laughs> that's brutal, man. Thank God that. I, I. I. Have you ever had your card declined? Um. Yes. Yes. In college, I have absolutely had my card declined. Yes. At college.
2: Overdrafted. I've gotten some. Some angry phone calls from my mother about my bank account overdraft
0: overdraft protection is good but i've straight up gotten like my card declined like we all went out we were just all hung over after you know a night of drinking or something like that you go out to um, ihop or something like that. yeah you have no idea how much you spent the night before everybody's paying and like you're the last one in line and all your roommates are fine but you're the one whose card declines oh my my college roommate who i'm going to see in la when the titans play the rams for sunday night football uh he used to get furious with me <laughs> because he'd always have to cover me not always but you know uh,
2: bucket said in college paid the dorm weed guy with rolled up coins
0: <laughs> I mean down. who among us <laughs> <You're> down bad <laughs> uh, you got, so and that's when you know not that I would know from personal experience but it's like you're never going to find cheaper bud than you are in college so like you're paying you're paying some dude for like a <laughs> <laughs> for an undisclosed amount like 15 bucks so you're having a roll-up change for 15 bucks worth of pot man that's a tough scene
2: uh michael godar says my brother and i lived together late teens both broke looked for something to cook for lunch we had a pound of hamburgers. We went to make burgers but we had no buns and no bread but we had hot dog buns uh. so we made turd burgers
0: Ew, what Ugh, don't ever say that to me that's disgusting that's foul.
2: Matt Gabble says, Traded a Tupac shirt for a pair of shoes, and I have no regrets.
0: Casey says he overdrafted his credit card to pay for a date in the comments on YouTube. I've done that mm. at Zany's. Got to do what you got to do. When I first moved down here, my my and now ex-girlfriend probably <laughs> for a good reason. Uh, we went to Zany's to see, uh, oh, Arsenio Hall. So it was like a, good, a good, yeah. So like, Got the tickets fine, That's but like, ticket. but like getting out of there afterwards, <laughs> I, I was not Go aware. Grab a
2: drink. No, we can't do that.
0: Well, they had like one of those. Like, I, I had budgeted it. I swear to God, Lucas, down to the dollar. And I, 737 six one five seven three seven one zero four five. If you want to jump in on this, six one five seven three seven one zero four five. So we're at Zany's. I had budgeted it down to the dollar, but I had forgotten that when you buy, or at least at the time when you bought tickets at Zany's, there's like a hold on your card for a certain amount. That was more than the actual tickets, so like I didn't have I didn't have the budgeted, you know, like again down to the nickel of what a drink was going to cost, and like a side of French fries or something like that, because you have to order food at Zany's too, or like a two-item limit when you go. That was a uh, that was a difficult situation. Casey says they're still together though, so it worked out. So apparently, uh, so apparently that worked uh, that. Oh, Ended up well for Casey. What else do we have? True have love. Memorized. Clark
2: Brandon says, paid my cover at the bar with change in college. They had free beer, 7 to 11. Um, Crick says, oh, my God. Crick says, mi- okay, this Careful. is gross. Mixed water and milk in a milk jug. Oh. Shook it up for redneck skim milk and cereal. Oh. No. Yeah, I had a tough one getting that one out. Oh, Miro God. says, made tomato soup out of ketchup and water.
0: Oh, <laughs> You animals.
1: <laughs> That's oh, brutal. Good. Now,
0: I if we can if we can pull up Lucas, Josh Black has this on his Twitter account. This is why we're talking about the brokest thing that you've ever done before we get to, you know, stupid things in sports this week because there are <laughs> our cup runneth over with stupidity from the week in sports which delights me because I know the calls are going to be great. 615-737-1045. So we had Josh Black in studio yesterday. And somehow we got to, oh, we were talking about, you know, his, his, his struggle to never be broke again. Now that we, we think that we've made it in life and things of this nature. So he was, he was laying out the situation on the show yesterday. By the way, if you missed any of that, you can find it in your favorite podcast app, The Buck Rising Show. Subscribe, rate, review. I was broke for so long. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm traumatized by poverty.
1: So I'm like, I will never go back. So I I got to keep going, man.
0: No, I think that's I think that's such a real thing because I'm in here complaining about having to make my own coffee this morning, and Lucas is <laughs> Lucas is shaming just, me. I used to go to the YMCA downtown just because they had free coffee, and I was too broke to go and get my own <laughs> coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's where we came from. Okay, so what is what has been the lowest of the desperation for Josh Black? Now that you oh, know we're wow. sitting on top of
1: everything. Wow. I once went into a Walmart with no money, but I had on a collar shirt. Yeah uh to throw them off and i went to the deli <laughs> to throw them off <laughs> i throw them off you know what i mean I going i go to the deli i said let me get four tenders uh let me get some fries with that and then i'm gonna do the mac and cheese he gives me all that and then i go and i start picking up groceries and putting it in my buggy as i eat my food so if you see me you just think oh that guy is just he's a little hungry but he's buying groceries he's a nice man i eat
0: my food and then i leave the buggy and i get up out of there <laughs> genius
2: i love he's buying groceries he's a nice man
0: <laughs> He wore a collared shirt into the grocery so nobody would suspect anything. This
2: guy checks out. You know what's going to fool him? A button-up. Nuclear Womp Rat says stole toilet paper from a bar. Uh Barrett says reused paper cups from McDonald's. And our friend Austin Stanley, 20 bucks left. Used it for a case of beer instead of the haircut I was desperately needing. Respect. I, uh, I definitely, I know I'm not alone in this, but I definitely donated plasma a lot in college for some extra change.
0: I paid for three spring breaks in high school that way. Yeah, like you get to the little card, unhealthy.
2: you get like the little credit card yeah. and just get like 60 bucks in there for donating plasma. And you're you in go, there, a
0: <laughs> Then you go to buddy. Panama City Beach for spring break, you pay $5 yeah. for a bad Luke Bryan show at Club La Vila and a <laughs> terrible barbecue sandwich from that Surfside Shack that I swear to God the entire city went to. I and drove no awful else.
2: I drove by Club La Vila when I was in Panama City a few weeks ago with my girlfriend and it is a decrepit, run down, just disgusting place.
0: It was that, you know, right, it's ten been years that. ago
2: it's when I was in that. high school. But now it's just an abandoned, decrepit, run down, disgusting place.
0: <laughs> I was the the year that I was on, down there, the last year that I was down there, I went twice because that was uh, that's all the human body can withstand. Um, is too. you knocked
2: about eight years off your life with that
0: well 100 percent. but I was down there the year that Dak Prescott got his ass kicked in the parking lot outside of Club La Vila like we were walking past that fight and I had I had no idea was Dak Prescott like he was uh, uh oh we have breaking news Lucas just got so serious in my ear that it completely distracted me from a fantastic story breaking news having to do with the quarterback in the AFC South We'll tell you what it is coming up next. I'm Buck Rising. This is a Hacky Sports Radio tease on 1045 The Zone.